0: Greenlight gives kids the power to be independent, and grown-ups can trust that their kids have money wherever they are. Sign up at greenlight.com/slash rebelgirls to get your first month at no cost and start building money confidence for life.
1: This is Goodnight Stories for Rebel
0: Girls.
2: Hey Rebels, this is Goodnight Stories for Rebel Girls, the interview. I'm your host, Annabelle, and today we're talking to Malia Baker. She narrated the story of Mamona Tamata, an activist and actor best known for playing Claudia Kishi in The Babysitter's Club. If you haven't heard that episode yet, you might want to listen to that first. Hey there, Malia! Can you please introduce yourself to our listeners?
1: Hi, I'm Aaliyah Baker. I'm an actor activist who you might know from the Babysitters Club.
2: I certainly do know. You played Marianne Spear, the secretary of the Babysitters Club. And I started learning how to knit because of Marianne. I really love knitting now. What were your favorite things to do as a kid? And what did you dream of doing or becoming?
1: Dancing, reading, and art were my favorite things to do as a kid. Never did I think those things would lead into the acting realm, which is quite strange given what I was interested in the kid, which I'm fortunate enough to consider a job now. When I was eight, I liked to pursue art at a local market, where I made my first ever income by selling up my own piece of art. I didn't think it was very good, but someone out there has, and now they can say it was done by Malia Baker. I'd say art is definitely my main career that I'd love to pursue, and still am.
2: I love that you sold an original piece of art at the age of eight. I'd love to ask you more about your childhood. So, just like Marianne Spear and the Babysitters Club, you're also biracial. Can you tell us what it was like
1: growing up as a mixed race kid in Vancouver? Growing up mixed is a confusing thing in general. For me, in a small, predominantly white town I live in, it felt even more confusing. Coming from a background of being born in Botswana and having my family from there as well, it felt almost isolating trying to relate or not feel like the odd went out in the group. There were quite a few incidents involving race that I'm sure a lot of kids can relate to. I think the confusing thing about being mixed though is never knowing where you fit in. And as soon as you do fit in, you get this huge sense of imposter syndrome. At least for me, it felt that way. It felt like every group I tried to mesh into wasn't exactly for me. And I think that's what acting helped me with so much. My best friends have almost all come from that world and I can proudly say that I found my people.
2: I bet many of our listeners can relate to that feeling of not quite fitting in. Sounds like you found some fantastic supportive friends. Now in addition to finding your people. You also had to deal with an illness at a young age. Can you tell us how it felt to be diagnosed with complex regional
1: pain syndrome? It was scary. I was eight years old and it felt life altering. I was dancing every day and walking was my way of commuting to my school, including these big steps I had to walk up in order to get to my classroom. Even months before I was diagnosed, I had stopped being able to do these things because of the pain, which felt like my life was coming to a halt. The biggest for me was dance. I had been dancing since I was two, so to not have that as my way of releasing emotions and as my daily physical activity for the first time in my life was crazy. I think now looking back on it, I can't imagine my life without experiencing it. The human I am now could not have existed without that journey.
2: That's a really positive way of thinking about it. I'd love to learn more about your path to acting. How did you discover acting and what made you decide to pursue it as a career?
1: I discovered my love of acting the first time I was on set. I was an extra and this one girl who had two lines got pink eye. They needed someone right then and there, and I was fortunate enough to be standing right there when they did. They chose me, and although a very unconventional way of being cast, it felt like I was a part of something. This community of film lovers and the complete chaos of making a movie, and I loved it. From then on, I knew I wanted to pursue this career more, and to feel how I did on that day even stronger.
2: Sounds like you were in the right place at the right time, and it was definitely the right time for you to play Marianne in the Babysitter's Club. How are you and Marianne alike, and how are you
1: different? I think similarities would be that we were both very shy. It's hard saying all this now because of how long ago it feels, but I think Marianne and I have changed lots as the years have gone by. I think we were both planners of our friend groups, and although terrifying, we know how to use our voices when needed. Some differences would be that she knows how to knit, and I seriously never learned how. Hours of pretending on set taught me nothing. I can't say much about our differences. I truly think that at the same time, we were part of a one, and that part of an individual growth was realizing that we were different.
3: I have to tell you about my friend Penelope. She's hilarious! She only eats cheese doodles and canned beans, and she loves to sing and fly through walls. Wait, did I tell you that Penelope is my imaginary friend? Well, she is, but she's totally real to me. Anywho, Penelope and I are very excited because there's a new movie coming out on May 17 all about imaginary friends. It's called IF, which stands for Imaginary Friends
2: Now, outside of acting, you're also an activist. Tell us about hashtags and.
1: hashtags and started with me and my mom being really annoyed over performative activism, specifically when Black Lives Matter took a big part of socials in 2020. That time weighed heavy on the world, and we noticed that a lot of people thought that reposting something in your story on Instagram about it would solve life's problems or somehow undo a sense of responsibility. Don't get me wrong, there's a lot of power in sharing on social media platforms, and I encourage that. But with hashtags and, it allows you to go beyond the hashtag and learn more and unlearn too, as well as make some real change that takes time and amount of efforts that you don't have to do when you just repost. But with hashtags and, it allows you to go beyond the hashtag and learn more, as well as make some real changes that take the same amount of time and effort it does to do a repost.
2: So cool, when you look towards the future, what do you see for yourself, your activism and your art?
1: Well, this is a hard question. I think it's a hard question because I don't necessarily know what my future will look like and how people will always view me. I wanna continue acting and hopefully go into more creative behind the scenes portion of the film industry, making my own films and putting my mind into a script. I wanna progress and make my activism reach more people, making real changes with people I respect and admire. I want to continue learning and continue inspiring other kids to learn more, too. I really just want to do everything. And if I can convince even just one other person out there that they can, too, I think I'll feel satisfied. Overall, I just want to be happy with the life that I've created for myself because I believe that it's within my own personal power to do so. So happy, healthy, and I will have no complaints.
2: Well set. Thank you so much, Malia. Thank you so much. I've had a blast. thank you for listening catch you next time and stay rebel this podcast is a production of rebel girls it's based on the book series good night stories for rebel girls this episode was produced and directed by Deborah Goldstein, with sound design and mixing by John Marshall Media. Script editing by Deborah Goldstein. Joy Smith and Jess Wolfe were our executive producers. Original theme music was composed and performed by Electra Barjaki. A special thanks to the whole Rebel Girls team who make this podcast possible. Until next time, stay Rebel!
3: Search for Jack on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts for the ride of your life.